it's Gerald from the Pop Culture Cosmos. We have a trio of great interviews for you with our own Melinda Barkhouse Ross talking to a returning Martin Kuczynski from Game Machinery with an update and new game options for his Defiant RPG, which you can check out and back now on Kickstarter. Plus, Hamanish Goel stops by to talk about the first Bollywood movie ever to be showcased at the famous Hall H at last week's San Diego Comic-Con in Project K. All this and Don Fobbs is back to talk about her favorites for the Emmys whenever they decide to hand them out, of course. Some great pop culture conversation is headed your way right now as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. Martin, thank you so much again for taking some time to come on the show and have a chat today. We're talking again, all things defiant. I believe, would you say it was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago that we had a chat? Actually, I believe I can literally uh, look at it and look it up. I think it was like a bit over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the last time. I think we could make this an annual thing. <laughs> we'll that just check amazing. in, see how things are going in the world of Defiant. <laughs> well, we're going to get to the the new stuff in the Kickstarter. I have my credit card ready to go. I'm going to back <laughs> the project as soon as we're done here today. But Thank you so much. Of course, I uh, adore the game. I, you know, I've been a big fan. I adore the artwork. You can tell that this is a love project that you uh, have worked on. So um, I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, no, yeah, for it sure. Is, it is. It truly is. But. <laughs> But uh, I wasn't sure whether uh, other people would see it that way. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. I want to start with um, uh, last year, you guys were at Gen Con. How was Mm -hmm. Defiant received at Gen Con? How did all of that go? Our Gen Con trip wasn't really about Defiant. I mean, Defiant was vaguely uh, present at Gen Con with like one booth having a couple of, uh, of books because... Back then, we we struggled with the whole shipment thing, waiting. The the, the books literally uh, ships to to US like I believe a week before Gen Con, so there was no way we could do like a major uh, premiere opening, whatever. Uh, but that's that wasn't really the 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 goal of of going to Gen Con. We just wanted to see how how you Americans <laughs> <laughs> do conventions. It was amazing. Uh, Really amazing experience. Uh, we spent a total of three weeks in the States. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we traveled. We, we went to Chicago because this was the easiest, the, the biggest um, uh, international airport we could uh, we could go to. And then from Chicago, we took, we wanted to take a gray, Greyhound for a full American experience, but unfortunately, <laughs> we, we had to settle for a flexi bus or whatever because Greyhounds... Uh, were full or something right. but then we took a car and went from indianapolis down through kentucky tennessee um mississippi all the way to louisiana and then florida with a bit of alabama in the middle because we wanted to do the um huntsville and the nasa uh, the nasa center at huntsville so yeah amazing trip uh, altogether we feel like we barely scratched the surface when it comes to the states because it's an amazing country with so many different aspects to it uh but yeah yeah we Gen Con itself was, was an experience. 
Yes, and I was going to say, you, you haven't had the full American experience until you've done your Vegas vacation. So let me know when you're coming to town. <laughs> we'll, we'll take you to the best steakhouses over here. Um, so um, I should talk about, too, um, the um, extra things that you have released around Defiant. Like I know now the character creation cards and, and stuff like that are available. Um, any other plans on expanding the accessories that go with the game? I mean, uh, already in the Kickstarter, you can get the Defiant custom dice. I mean, they're custom. We call them custom. They are like, they look like normal dice. It's a set used in Defiant. So you've got like 46s, uh, sorry, 3d6s, 4d8s, and 4d10s, because this is the maximum you could ever use in Defiant. You only use three or four dice at the time, but depending on your pool, this could be any combination of those. But so all the dice you ever need, they have like the numbers that, that result in success are uh, colored in a different way. So we can clearly see the number of successes um, without uh, any problems. So yeah, so we've got the different custom dice. We've got the dice tray along because we really, we love that stuff. I mean, when, when we back our, um, uh, when we back our, our campaigns, uh, our Kickstarters, we always love to get the stuff as long as uh, it's doable uh, to Europe because, you know, it's, uh, it depends on different, uh, I think it's the customs law and value added tax and all those. Oh, yeah, all of that, that stuff. Make it yeah. Hard to, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but if there is the possibility, we always take the dice and other stuff because we just love to have those other items related to, to a game. So this time, the last time we were doing a Kickstarter, we were afraid to do this. This was our first Kickstarter, our first international release. So uh, we know how much different problems we have to deal with just with getting the books to the States and to Australia and, and places. So with additional uh, problems with dice and other stuff, I think we, could, we would be just overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So we went like very minimalistic, only the, the book and nothing else. This time we feel more comfortable. We feel uh, that we are kind of experienced. We know what to expect. So uh, beforehand we... Um, we contacted some manufacturers all across the world, many of them in Poland, but some uh, far, far away, to get like the complete set. So we've got the dice, the dice trays, we've got something we call the gaming mats. Uh, it's like those round mats, little, a bit like a um, gaming uh, mouse pad. Okay. But they're round, they're like used for the veil and line cards, just something nice to have on the table. You can tap whenever you want to use the line or the veil rule. Uh, it's the safety rules within, within Defiant. And um, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, and the, and the, and the cards, um, of course. So there's a, the whole deck this time. Uh, it's about 100 cards that, can make, that makes uh, creating your character faster because you can just uh, shuffle parts of the deck and just uh, pick random cards for every character. I went arts and crafts hard on mine. I, I printed out from the PDF the, <laughs> all of the different cards, and I got some really pretty card stock, and it was a whole day. And uh, ah. yeah, it was a blast. Don't get me wrong. But having like <laughs> official cards, I think, will <laughs> will make people not raise their eyebrows so much when I pull out the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love the handcrafted cards. We have our sets ourselves. The, the thing is with the handcrafted uh, cards, at least in my experience, they... They tend to break pretty fast after yeah. a few usages. They, they tend to um, tear or otherwise get get uh, partially destroyed. So uh, hopefully with like the professional prof printed uh, professional cards, they will be they will last for a longer time. Let's get into these uh, these two new books that you have coming out. What mm -hmm. are they, and how do they fit in with the core book? 
Okay, so the the core book is well what the, what the name says. It's the core book. It's like the very core of the game. Something that is big enough and has enough information to get you going uh, to start your first chronicle, get into the world of Defiant, uh, uh, get to know the game rules. But if you want to expand on this experience, then those two books, the Defiant Reign and Defiant Legacy supplements, are um, they're designed to expand on what's what's already there they're not introducing like completely new way of playing the game or i don't know a new city uh, they're, they're supposed to expand on different uh layers uh of the defiant uh, life and the things defiant can do so defiant rain focuses on politics intrigues schemes and such so this is like the ruler part of defined, as in you are the ruler, you're trying to govern your province, you're trying to uh, govern your subjects, uh, gain political influence and stuff. And the idea is with Defiant Train, you can do it and have fun while doing it. I mean, politics, uh, human mundane politics, I guess, is most of the time not really that fun, at least. Uh, I never tried it myself, but this is how I imagine it. Mm -hmm. So we tried it to do it a bit more... We call it Game of Thrones meets Lucifer uh, <laughs> as the experience we're going for. That's perfect. So it's, it's supposed to be a bit brutal, uh, yet really exciting and interesting for the, for the players. The Defiant Legacy, on the other hand, uh, is all about the family life, the, the normal life of the Defiant. Like, you're the ruler, and that's the Defiant train part, but then you're also a head of a family. Uh, you also have those closest to your friends, your everyday life, and this is Defiant Legacy. So uh, when it comes to series, we call it um, American Gods meet the Bridgerton. Because oh, okay. it's like, yeah, it's like a, you have to have a debut for your heir, uh, or you have to find the right person for, I don't know, one of your children to, to marry because you want them to marry as good as they can. It's like the, the, it has a bit of the vibes of Pride and Prejudice, I guess, uh, but still in the urban fantasy setting in something way more modern than, than those uh, other Bridgerton or, or Pride and Prejudice. Right. So it's about like everyday life, like how does how do Defiant do a hen party or a, or a stack party, all those kinds of kind of things. How do they celebrate birthdays and stuff? So something like more everyday, more on the human side, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can understand that. So it's I never really considered what uh, <laughs> what any of those uh, classes. Uh, sorry, I'm having a brain blank on i know you don't call them classes uh ancestry no that's not it oh it's gonna come to me origins origins thank Houses. you oh my okay. god see it's okay i would like to blame it on it being early but it's one o'clock here in vegas so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh you have I've wondered often like how like a leviathan uh would do a stag at party i guess yes yeah, exactly that's the idea help to answer those questions that's cool is there a part or one of these books, and I know this is going to be like asking you to pick a favorite child, um, but is there a part of these books that you're most excited to get into players' hands uh, when they're sitting around a table to really help kind of uh, like expand that world? Would you, I know it's not, I know in the Kickstarter, you back both books and you get both volumes, right? 
yeah, yeah. You have no. We, we decided it's a terrible idea to uh, let you cho- let you to have you choose between what experience you want to have, since you really cannot know until you read the books. So these are two books, but they are sold together as a as a two pack uh, or a three pack if you if you want the core book as well. Yeah, because you can buy, buy the core book uh, during the Kickstarter as well to have the whole set. Awesome. So is there, are you, are are you as a player, Martin, or you as a game runner, are you more into the rain book? Are you more into the legacy book? Actually, it depends on the exact question you're asking, because for me, I mean, Defiant Rain is more of uh, my idea. There are plenty of my rules that I, uh, that I developed for the game and designed and developed for the game. Defiant Legacy is a bit more on the Kate side. I okay. mean, we're both doing tough for either book, but so as a, as a GM, when, I, when I'm game mastering, uh, when I run a game, I, I am happy with the, with the rules in Defiant Rain because they can make politics fun. And the thing I... Oh, sometimes struggle with as a GM is running an interesting political game Mm -hmm. because it's really hard for the politics to be interesting and impactful. So, so the thing I'm really proud of is in my, I mean, I hope that everyone who reads this and plays this will agree, but at this point, I'm not sure. Uh, But in my mind, what we've managed to create with Defiant Rain is like playing politics that A, is fun and exciting and B, lets you really interact with the world and, um, and change things. I mean, I think it's every like idealistic politician's dream. Like you can really impact the world with politics. You can really make changes through politics. And I think it's going to be really fun to play. But this is the GM side. When I'm the player and I'm at the table, I love all the ideas Kate throws at me. She's the genius in uh, <laughs> this team. Uh, I mean, I'm good at taking other people's ideas and just trying to make them work better. She's the one coming up with things that makes my jaw, jaw drop. Like, how did she even think about this? How, right. How, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, it's like the Leviathan stack party you were, t- you were talking about. Is So when I'm playing, I love all the legacy stuff because... It feels different. It's new. It's like it it, uh, keeps on uh, surprising me with new problems that arise. Like, yeah, like organizing a stack party for your royal friends. Like it's aristocratic on one part, like 17th century, 18th century or 19th century aristocracy. But then again, it's completely modern. It's a stack party. You probably go to a nightclub or whatever. Or if it's more Vegas Vegas, uh, type of city, maybe you go, I don't know, to, to a casino. It might be a bit stereotypical, but what can I say? Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so so the thing, that, like, you start exploring all those new aspects of Defiant Life that you didn't think were really there, but they are, and thanks to Kate, now I'm aware of them. So, yeah, as a player, I'm definitely going for Legacy. As the GM, I'm going for Rain. Very cool. Well, I mean, that's that's a wonderful, too, uh, balance uh, that you guys have done. Honestly, in the, in the creating of this game, you guys were so careful in the balance between uh, the enjoyment that the GM is going to have sitting at the table and the enjoyment that the players are going to have at the table. Like, it's such a good balance on both sides of that screen. And uh, it looks like you guys are just doubling down on, uh, you know, kind of riding that fine line and, and keeping that balance for both sides of the screen again with these two uh, supplements. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because this is really something very important for us we believe that that it's really important for the gm to have as much fun as the players Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a fun experience for everyone i mean i've been stuck as a gm many times in games that my players really enjoyed 
but over time I didn't because it was just a bit too tiring, a bit too much without the... I mean, you had the reward of the player's satisfaction, right? Yep. But after, yeah, it, oh, how much time do we have? Because I, I can speak for <laughs> hours about Yeah, this. no, go ahead. Go ahead. So Please I, do. <laughs> I, because I, I feel like this leads to a lot of problems because once the GM finds that he's, or she, they are, sorry, like they are the ones uh, uh, responsible for the satisfaction of the group, they tend to focus on this, which is natural. Like they want for people to have fun, but they themselves not, do not necessarily do. Uh, so this leads to situations when they're trying to fight fun or uh, find fun for the themselves or try, start believing that they know exactly what the players need when it comes to the fun, because... This is not something that the game really addresses. It just leaves it up to you. Uh, I feel like I'm going in circles with what I'm saying. Sorry, no, not at all. I promise you. It's brilliant. Thing. You're being fantastic. I tr Trust me. Wonderful, wonderful. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA... Check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's talk about the Kickstarter itself. How long do you anticipate mm -hmm. it running for? Okay, so it's a 30-day Kickstarter, so it's going to end on uh, August 24th. I mean, I, I, I don't want to ask this question because you just have a Kickstarter up for new content, but do you anticipate, like, you know on a semi-regular basis, and I don't want to put you on the spot or make you feel like I'm going to hold your feet to the fire, but uh, do you feel like <laughs> Define is going to be something that you continue to expand over the years to come? Honestly, I don't know. I yeah. mean, we'd love to. Mm -hmm. We we love Defiant. It, uh, we have so many other ideas for the games or games we're developing slowly and waiting for the right moment to, to start with them. But with this Kickstarter, we feel like We've told all the most important things there are to tell about Defiant. We've got plenty of our ideas. We'd love to introduce Faye at some point. We've got like this mapped up uh, supplement called Defiant Arcadia, all about Faye, like another origin coming into, into the game. Uh, there's Defiant Crusades about fighting the apocalypse. There's uh, Defiant Arcana about all the fun things occult and magical. So many, many more things that could pot we could potentially write. But... Um, if we don't, I will still be satisfied. I will still feel that everything that's most important to be said about Defiant after this campaign will already be said. So, so there's that. And uh, of course, a lot of a lot uh, depends on how well the the campaign goes. It started great. We're really happy with the mm -hmm. first two days. Yep. Almost free, but by this point, two and a half. But we know now it, it's going to be the Gen Con week. So we. Um, we believe we're in for like a slow week or slow 10 days. We'll see how, if it picks up at the end. Maybe it's just, it's just my insecurity about this anxiety. <laughs> but I, I am getting ready for a slow few days uh, from now on until, until like the second half of the, of the campaign. Uh, and if the campaign goes really well, it's, it's like an information for us. Like this is what people want to have. So it, the, the better the campaign goes, the, the more the chance for additional stuff after we uh, finish uh, publishing everything that we promised in this campaign. 
Awesome. I personally am very happy to hear about that. Um, <laughs> another thing that I that I want to bring up, uh, and I mean, well, we're going to circle back to how people can find the Kickstarter and, and all of that stuff. But I want to talk for a second about uh, your Discord server for Defiant, because sure. you know you you join Discord servers and you're expecting to see people who are, let's just say, not kind to other people who are asking questions about game mechanics and stuff like that, or uh, the creators are there once in a while. That's really not the case with the Defiant Discord. So I encourage anyone who is even remotely interested in backing this project and you want to find out more about it, look up their Discord and and have a scroll through because uh, really fantastic people in the community. Uh, Martin, I know that you and Kate are, uh, you know, very involved in it and uh, you're always there to answer questions and, and stuff like that. And that I think is... We would try. Yeah, it's honestly, it's as valuable uh, to have that kind of support as it is to continue to, uh, you know, get some of that new material out, um, you know, on a kickstarter regular basis so i on a you know again from a fan point of view i just want to say thank you for creating a space that exists like that where you feel comfortable asking a question and you're not going to get you know 90 comments talking about how foolish you are but it's it's <laughs> well, more amazing but it's more 90 people who are going to reply and they're actually going to give you answers and then they're going to expand on it and give you things that you hadn't even thought about which is wonderful Thank you, but I don't believe the thanks are necessary because I believe the things you said say way more about our community than about ourselves. I mean, it might be like a happy coincidence, but the, but the people that joined the Discords are excellent and uh, we're happy to help them with whatever we can when defined but it actually works both ways uh when we were getting ready for the for the launch of the new campaign the support from our discord server was amazing and it feels so much better to do this knowing there are people behind you that just root for the game root for you and uh, you can talk with them about whatever it's it's amazing so yeah do join our discord uh, by all means i think the easier the easiest way to find it now oh that sounds like a terrible scheme but yeah if you enter our kickstarter campaign and scroll all the way down yes. you'll find the link to our discord server so absolutely so <laughs> if they means. just if they just go to like kickstarter.com they just search defiant and, and they'll find the kickstarter right yeah, yeah, Defiant Train and Legacy or Defiant, because there's our previous uh, campaign, but it links to the new one, so you should you should be good. Perfect. All right, Martin, that is all we have time for today, but I want to thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Really pulling for you guys. I know I'm not <laughs> active in the Discord server at all, but I'm, I'm there once in a while, just kind of checking things out and seeing what's going on. So thank you again for creating such a, a really unique and interesting game, and thanks for continuing to create new pieces of it and and keeping the the excitement alive around the game it's really wonderful congratulations thank you for the kind words and thank you for having me you're listening to the pop culture cosmos and we're back with the show i am with habanish goel habanish our man from india wants to talk more about what's going on in the bollywood scene habanish great to have you back my friend i know that project k is going to be a big source of conversation coming up here when it comes out early next year I think the next movie, though, for Bollywood that you have to go ahead and focus on, again, like I mentioned before, is the upcoming science fiction pick, Project K, that's coming out early next year. And the reason why I say that is because the things as far as Bollywood, the Indian marketplace, and science fiction usually don't go together. They usually don't get mixed up as far as... They usually don't get... I usually don't associate one with the... You usually associate 
action movies, dramas, mm. romance, love stories, things of that nature with Thrillers. Bollywood, uh, comedies. That those are the type of things you, you don't see big budget or for the Indian marketplace, a big budget special effects, Spe- movie, yeah, st- you know, science fiction movie emanating from Bollywood. I think it's the Bollywood's biggest gamble yet, but we'll see how it turns out early next year. What are your thoughts and what you've heard on Project K? So Project K obviously has a, a, one, a legend actor. It has, everyone knows of the actress Deepika Padukone, who was in the Xander, the return of Xander Cage in 2017. She also presented at the Oscars last year. Then there's that Prabhas, who the guy who directed Triple R was the same guy before he got that launch, directed another different big hit called Bahubali that had this actor. So he was the first actor to sort of create this whole Pan India thing. And um, his last few films, Pan India films, I mean, Saho, you could say, kind of did decent, had not been so fairly well, um, whether it be Radeshyam or whether it be Adipursh or whatever it is. So this is a big leap for him, especially since he only has two Pan India projects in his bucket. One is the Salar one and one is this... Uh, I think it's it's called Project K, but I think they released a new title. It's called Kalki 289880. And so this is a huge deal. Um, it has the legendary actor Amitabh Bachchan, who was shown in The Great Gatsby as a cameo in Leonardo DiCaprio's film. And it also has the villain Kamal Hassan, who is more of a big uh, South Indian actor. So you have some big names in there. You have a science fiction script in there. Now, the only part that has to work is a storytelling piece. If the storytelling works, it's going to go everywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, with science fiction, they really have to get it right. I mean, because there are a few science fiction films, but it's not as big as a genre. Like, there haven't been a lot of great um, masterminds that have been able to really hit that genre nicely like the only one that comes at the top of my head and that also someone who's done a fabulous job is uh i, I don't know if you've heard of Hrithik roshan his dad directed so he directed his son's w film then his son didn't do so well and he made a science fiction film science fiction film called Gya. it did big like massive that was like the first ever one then there was krish then there was chris three and they have done they they're just amazing and i they've been rumors about the fourth one i don't know if it's really happening but uh that is definitely a good benchmark from what i've seen and there have been some other ones like srk's raw one that came in 2011 and some other ones that i can't think of the top of my head but um it's not been, but even if they have been, they either just have completely tanked or they've really done it. So let's let's hope this does it because I'm pretty sure this is, um, they're, they're planning to make this a sequel. So from the looks of it, um, but yeah, I mean, you have Deepika just coming out of her new film, Baton. So that should definitely give some buzz to it. Um, you have, from what I've heard, good, 
storytellers from the the people that are directing this film i don't know their names that is not naga nagashwan he's directed some quite interesting um uh, south indian films in the past that have really resonated with the audience so let's hope that this one also does the same does the same business because prabhas the lead actor in this has definitely tried some really interesting scripts but have not really done the mark they've deserved um ever since his bow since ever since ss rajamouli's film before rr had been released so that's his latest big pan india hit probably too so let's see again i'm looking forward to seeing if project k will resonate with an audience outside of just india i think it'll be a big hit in india yeah. obviously they're going to position as such being a big budgeted science fiction okay. epic story yeah. like you said that they want to put multiple movies out in it as far as sequels and whatnot sequels, because you don't yeah. you don't put that kind of money into it not have yeah. a plan going forward yeah so obviously they're they're hoping for that and if lucky you know if any luck ha holds they'll go ahead and be able to resonate with an audience outside of it whether uh, you know through the movie theaters or through something like a format like through hulu or netflix or something like that so we'll see but definitely some great thoughts there hamanish any last thoughts before we head on out well this year we we already know what is is um is expected to slate but i think when it comes to the uh how do i say when it comes to the shows or just shows that don't have big names in it or at least at that level that they're expecting they have been doing decently well for uh bollywood hindi cinema so I'm happy about that fact that the shows are able to resonate, like the Night Manager or like the Sasa Bo Bahu of Flamingo and all these other films, all these other shows. But uh, I, I'm hoping that the films that are going to be coming out, they also uh, resonate. But I don't know um, how is that going to be because the one the one problem that the Bollywood market has is they don't scale their films to public audiences and some of them i can get some might not understand it but some of them that are able to understand it they don't even do the do those like the like the market of what uh of what a film parasite did so um yeah i mean it's gonna take a few more films like or risks like our triple r project k or triple r's ss rajamouli's next film or i i don't know whoever's coming up in the in the lead so yeah we'll see what happens indeed but if you have any questions or thoughts on the indian marketplace we concerns bollywood and so much more indian entertainment as a whole please let us know at popculturecosmos at yahoo.com i'll pass along the word to Habanish. we'll go ahead and talk about it again right here at the pop culture cosmos Rob McCallum Films is back with a vengeance. Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. 
See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. And we're back with the show. It's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. You truly appreciate it. It's the Pop Culture Cosmos. But it's always a good time when we have a great guest indeed. you got to go ahead and catch her every single time out at the mother-daughter-ish podcast. It is Don Fobbs. Don, great to have you back talking Emmys this time around. Yay. <laughs> I don't know if anybody will be there to accept their award because of the current strike that we're in, but I'm hey. Thinking, I'm thinking probably not. Yeah, that's that's a possibility that this could be in this interview could be pushed back till later this year oh. because that's the deal if it's normally early september when this happens but again if there's still a strike going on uh there's also rumors that this could be pushed back till later this year so oh wow this kind of, yeah well, so. yeah because they already put the date up for september and um mm -hmm. i guess if they do have to push it back that's gonna probably really dampen it because you know, by the time they do it, and then it's time to wrap that up, it's time to do, get ready to put everything in place for the board and all that stuff for the next year. So I'm thinking if they push it back with it being so close to the end of the year, we kick right into holiday season. And, just know, leave I'm, all the props up. Just leave all the props up this time yeah. around for next year. Yeah. Just yeah, leave it yeah. <laughs> no need to take okay. anything down. But yeah, there's a good possibility you might not be seeing this till early next year, depending on what we're seeing with the, with the strikes. So it is, of course, Don Fobbs from the Mother Daughter Ish podcast. Great to have you here, my friend. The Emmy nominations are out, and I wanted to make sure you got a chance to weigh in with your thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, first up is the drama series. Best drama series considered right now is the nominees are Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. Of course, we've spoke at length about a lot of these shows. Yes. Which one are you feeling the best about right now? Well, I'm going to be biased, and then I'm going to tell you what I really think is going to happen. I want, personally, Succession to get it because I love that show, but I already know the dragon is going to win. <laughs> that really? House of Dragon took, Well, I feel like the House of Dragon took people by storm. It took people... It was... It, it like it crept up and became like such a fan favorite and such a popular series the the whole thing was just amazing but as far as what i like i like shows like um i like shows like uh, succession and i think the way it ended was such a bang and it was really good but i know probably the house of dragon is going to win now better call saul is a pretty good show don't get me wrong about that and people love that show especially those who who watched some of the shows before that were like it. But uh, I think the dragon is going to fly away with it. <laughs> well, I will say, though, that I disagree with you on my okay. choice. I, I think The Last of Us is going to have a I lot. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I knew it. I knew it because that one was a very interesting thriller as well. For Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. I will say though that that obviously uh, when it comes to Secession, that's awesome. that's, it has the most of Emmy nominations of any show, well and over that, twenty-five. That's why I said I think that one is going to walk away with 10, 15, 20. <laughs> and you could be right simply because the fact that it's it was in its final year, as opposed to the, the Last of Us in its first year, yes. House of the Dragon in its first year. 
Is it thought of though House of the Dragon in the context of just being a good show, still riding the coattails off of its former right. kin, so right. per se? So yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But those are excellent choices right there. When it comes to the comedy series, Abbott Elementary, Barry the Bear, Jury Duty, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Only Murders in the Building. The momentum is for FX as the Bear, which has garnered a lot of critical praise in recent uh -huh. months on fx your thoughts though on what will take it all with the big laughs for comedy series i really think it's going to be abbott elementary because that show families love it that show the older community loves it that show the younger community love it it really stepped out to step up front and the uh producer and directors i mean i just think that one is going to do it because it was it's really a fan favorite i heard so much buzz about people just waiting to see here's going to happen. And, and then there was a major kiss. And then the, it was like people were sitting on the edge of their seat. They love the person that created that show. They love her, love her. So I think it's not only going to win because it's a great show, but I think they love the characters as well. So I think that one is going to like really, really walk away with it. And it would be so great if they did because school will just be getting back in session for about a month or so. And I think the school teachers and all of them will love it because a lot of them watch that show. That's true, but what did the Emmy voters decide? Uh, we'll see, but I think that uh, the bear is going to get strong consideration, especially how hot it is amongst the actors and actresses that all want to be a part of it, all the famous actors that have recently made their way into guest appearances in season yeah. two of the bear. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. When it comes to, uh, yeah. as well, uh, Ted Lasso and Wednesday are also considered Ted Lasso in his final season with Apple Plus show. So it fit, there's obviously a strong contingent of those that think about Ted Lasso. And then Wednesday with Netflix, which has been one of the big success stories of last yeah. year. Yeah, so definitely a, some strong things to consider out when it comes to the best comedy series yeah. for the Emmys. And the only reason I also say I think that Abbott will get it, too, is because um, more people, I think, still look at regular TV than they are really on board with the streaming sites. Because even I think about even my mother, she watches more regular TV than she does any of the other ones. And we've gotten her all the Hulu and Netflix and all that. But unless we tell her what's over there, she doesn't really go to go and watch it. But most people are going to be watching their local show. And Wednesday was really good when it came out. They even created a whole dance sensation and crave about it all over social media and everything, but it fizzled out really quickly, whereas Abbott Elementary is still a hot, you know, a hot one there. Best limited series. This one might be a little bit harder to guess, but Beef, Dahmer, Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Daisy Jones and the Six, Fleischman is in Trouble, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. One show I do not think will have a chance is Obi-Wan Kenobi, as I right. did not think it was a... right. I don't think it was, I think it was okay, uh, but I don't think it really was uh, in the mix of some of these others. I think Beef, uh, as a limited series on Netflix, garnered a lot of attention, and I think Beef was probably my pick right now. Beef is my pick. However, I do think, what was the other one? What was the other one? I think... Um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Monster. I, I think... Dahmer's gonna win. And the only reason I say that is because there are so there's so much attention around movies like that. It was 
I mean, even last year, those were the costumes that the, the fans were wearing. Um, I think they may sneak up and get it just simply because it was such, it, it was just a craze. Like I, I got so tired of hearing about it because I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe. But I, I, I want Beef to win because it just kind of came out and was like, boom, here you go. And mm -hmm. I got into it. I like Amy Wong. I, like, I, I just, I want that one to win, but I, I just feel that Jeffrey's going to win. I feel Dahmer's going to get it. Fair enough. Absolutely. Great thoughts right there for you. Lead actor in a drama series. Let's go to that next. Okay. Jeff Jeff Bridges is the old man. Uh, I just will say that's the show he's in. Whether you want to call him old, that's at your own peril. Uh, Brian Cox, Succession. Kieran Culkin, Succession. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. Jeremy Strong, Secession. So I see it's a Secession category. Exactly. Your thoughts, who might be lead actor there? I want Kieran to get it because he's just my right amount of crazy. <laughs> so I want him to get it because I feel like his character is just so way out there. He he does everything that we wish we could do if we were bad, you know what? But he mm -hmm. does it. So I, I want him to get it. Um, and I think he will. I like Jeff Bridges, but... I think if Pedro Pascal and Last of Us is going to get anything, it could be this. Yeah. Simply because that secession could succe succeed each other. They could cancel all each other out. So, Okay. But we'll see. Uh, of course, if you're going to talk about succession, you're going to also got to talk about Brian Cox as well. Yeah. As the old oh, yeah. uh, man. But was yeah, he in I enough episodes? Yeah, That's I liked, the thing. I liked him from day one. I was like, oh, this old man right here, he's just my right amount of movie type of guy. I, I just, something about him from day one was like, he's going to pull a fast one, you know? But was he in enough episodes? That's the I, thing. I, I, I don't think so, but I think the memory of him is so powerful and the strategic way he's made them all act crazy. But I don't think he'll win for it. I don't think he'll win for it. No. And, paid, and also as well, Bob Odekirk for the last season of Better Call Saul. That's also someone to consider there. Yeah. Lead actress in a drama series, Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moth, Moss for The Handsman Tale, Elizabeth Moss for The Handsmaid Table, Tale, yeah. mm -hmm. gosh, my gosh, if I can say that right, Handsmaid Tale, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Carrie Russell for The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook for Succession. I'm thinking um, Yellow Jackets and The Last of Us, those two supporting act i mean I, I believe that's gonna be for the last of us now i'd be surprised if if the one from um the last of us wins but i'm going with yellow jackets and um the last of us and so no, serious one, uh, no not for me not for me but you know okay. it could be a surprise but not for me all right uh, i think that uh i will say that bella ramsey with the last of us was incredible in her performance We'll see what happens there. Lead actor at a comedy series, Bill Hader for the final series of Barry, Jason Siegel for Shrinking, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, Jason Sudeikis is for Ted Lasso, and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. This one is interesting because you have the great momentum for The Bear, Jeremy Allen White, mm -hmm. someone who the, the regular audience out there at large is not familiar with, but a great right. win here will put him in the stratosphere. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis for his last year of Ted Lasso, but I think he's, you know, he had some great success already with Ted Lasso and Bill Hader for the last season of Barry. 
I'm going with uh, Jason Sudeikis. Mm, the safe pick, absolutely. I I have a tendency <laughs> to agree. I think you know that's the because he's already won, I believe, for this category before. But you know, in his final season, definitely that's a safe pick. Absolutely, uh, I could see that definitely happening. I was surprised that Martin Short and Steve Martin did not get, both get nominated nominations. It was only Martin Short, so I was curious to see when I saw that season. I'm trying to think what stood out for Martin Short that didn't stand out for Steve Martin. So Mm -hmm. lead actress in a comedy series, Christina Applegate dead to me, Rachel Brosnahan for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Brunson for Abbott elementary, Natasha Leone for poker face and Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. Unless you're really behind Jenna Ortega for the tremendous amount of uh, interest that Wednesday garnered. I'd say it's Quinta Brunson's to lose. I'm going. I'm going with Quinta. I'm not even considering the other ones. I'm so serious about Quinta Brunson. The people love her. She is a fan favorite. She, the people love her. So I'm going with her. Lead actor in the limited series or movie: Taron Edgerton for Blackbird, Kumanji Nanjadi for Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters for Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Daniel Radcliffe for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and Stephen Yoon for Beef. I, I, I'm just, I'm Dahmer all the way. Just, I, I just feel like, I feel like Dahmer's going to sweep. You understand? That's what I feel like. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Dahmer. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say Daniel Radcliffe for the first Roku production ever. For weird Al Yankovic story, I'm gonna I, say I'm gonna say nope on that one, but we will see. <laughs> well, don't be weird. It's weird. And the I Al used Yankovic to love story. weird Al Yankovic. I thought he was the funniest thing when I was a kid. I thought he was so funny, and and I just I I just but I say no. <laughs> I was questioning the the Daniel Radcliffe hiring for that that series uh, for that movie. Yeah, but he pulled it off. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Lead actress in a limited series or movie, Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman is in Trouble, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Dominique Fishback for Swarm, Catherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things, Riley Keough for Dia, Daisy Jones and the Six, and Ali Wong for Beef. I think it's going to be down to Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy or Ali Wong for Beef. Well, I, I, I think Ali Wong. The same thing, but if I have to just pick, I'm going to go with Ali. Supporting actor in a comedy series, Anthony Kerrigan for Barry, Phil Dunster for Ted Lasso, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, James Marston for Jury Duty, even Moss Barkerock for The Bear, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary, and Henry Winkler for Barry. I'm going to say either Sentimentality comes in in the final season for Harry Winkler, or a lot of momentum is for James Marston, who plays himself in Jury Duty. I'm going to go on a limb and say Tyler. 
Tyler James with uh, Abbott. I'm going to go on the limb and say that only because he has really come up and proved himself. He's no longer thought of as that little kid from Everybody Hates Chris. He's gotten a lot of buzz in the last six months. You know, he's out there everywhere, you know, the celebrities are. He's gotten a lot of buzz in the last six months. I've been kind of watching how he's moving and stepping. And I've been watching his kind of what you call his glow up as far as like everybody kind of like, oh, he's not the same little kid. He's a whole grown acting man. So I'm really liking the respect that he's getting. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say him only because I think that Abbott Elementary is going to just take it away. Also coming up here, supporting actress in the comedy series, Alex Bornstein, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Io Itabiri, The Bear, Janelle James, Abbott Elementary, Sherry, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso, a lot of Ted Lasso's there, and Jessica Williams shrinking. Your thoughts... It's either out of elementary or Ted Lasso, I think, in this case. That's what I'm saying. And and for some reason, I'm thinking Ted is going to get this one. Supporting actor in a drama series, F. Murray Abraham, The White Lotus, Nicholas Braun, Succession, Ooh. Michael Imperioli, The White Lotus, Theo James, The White Lotus, which I guess we're not just That's a whole the White Lotus category there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Matthew McFadden, Succession, Alan Ruck, Succession, William Will Sharp, The White Lotus, Ooh. and Alega- Alexander Skarsgård, Succession. So Succession oh, versus The White Lotus. A, yeah, that's that. And that's a tough one because I like them all. I was going to say um, Alan Ruck from Succession just as a reach. Yeah, but Mm, that's a tough category so good i didn't have to choose on that one for real <laughs> oh, well talk about the white lotus get ready oh for this gosh. one yeah. supporting actress in the drama series jennifer coolidge for the white lotus elizabeth debicki for the crown megan fahey for the white lotus the white lotus sabrina Impacciatore, the white lotus aubrey plaza for the white lotus Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession, and Simona Tabasco for The White Lotus. I think it will be a White Lotus. Pretty safe bet there. I think it's going to be Aubrey Plaza or Jennifer Coolidge. I'm going to go with Jennifer Coolidge, and I think that this would be a great move for her to be able to win the Emmy because she's, you know, come back. She's come back strong. She's been, uh, in the last year, she has really been doing a lot of press and talking about White Lotus. I'm going to go with Jennifer. Uh, you know, she's got that great role of, as all time in American Pie. So I could see her definitely getting this nomination oh, yeah. and win for it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And White so, Lotus uh, is strong on our minds anyway. We're, we're like excited about whatever's going to happen next. Absolutely. Supporting actor in a limited series or movie, Murray Bartlett. Welcome to Chippendales. Paul Walter Halser, Blackbird, Richard Jenkins for Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Joseph Lee. Beef, Ray Liotta, Blackbird, Young Mazzino, Beef, or Jesse Plemons, Love and Death. I'm going to say the Ray Liotta factor. Uh, yeah, I want him but, to get it. I want him to get it because, you know, Richard, he's gone and that would be great for his family. Richard Jenkins has surprisingly won an Oscar in his career. Could he pull it off with the, with the Emmy as well? He could, but I want Ray to get it. I, and I, I want him to get it for his family. I want him to get it for his acting career. I want him to get it for his longevity. I, I, I want him to have it. All right. Uh, when it comes to what you're going to see as supporting actress in a limited series or movie, that would be Anna Ashford, Welcome to Chippendales, Maria Bella Beef, Claire Danes, Fleisman is in Trouble, Juliette Lewis, Welcome to Chippendales, Ka- Camilla Moroni, Daisy Jones and the Six, Niecy Nash, Betts, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Merritt Weaver, 
uh, or whoever, tiny beautiful things. I'm going to go out of limb. I'm going to say Niecy Nash. I'm going to say the same thing because people raved about her part and said she killed that part. Well, no pun intended. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But uh, I think for the fact that she, it was in a role that is yeah. so indicative uh, of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so different from what she would normally be associated with. I think, right. that, and she did so well with it. Usually, it's a a touch and go with either somebody goes into a different environment for their acting. It right. usually works or really doesn't. In this case, it really works. So I'm going to go for Nisi Nash as well. Yeah, so. yeah, I wanted to have that. I think that would be really awesome for her career. I think it would just really solidify what everybody was saying to her. And when I saw her do interviews, she just was so proud that people loved her in that role. So I'd love to see her get it. Uh, the last uh, uh, the last categories I want to talk about are the guest actor in the drama series and the guest okay. actress in the drama series. Murray Bartlett, The Last of Us, James Cromwell, Secession, Lamar Johnson, The Last of Us, Ariane Moad, Secession, Nick Offerman, The Last of Us, and Kivon Montreal Woodard for The Last of Us. And I'm going to say, if you do not pick Nick Offerman for The Last of Us in one of the most incredible episodes any that you will see this year, I don't know what you're looking at because I don't as think. As soon as you you're... said that, that's why I went, uh, yeah, he got to get it only because of that, that one particular episode. But I'll tell you what, uh, the categories that they have, I, in my opinion, the list that they've got for the Emmys this year is pretty tough because when you look at White Lotus, you look at The Last of Us, you look at Abbott Elementary, and you look at The Dragon, it's like those are hard categories, and you almost want to mm -hmm. pick two or three instead of just one. We know one has to win or one is going to win, but it was really that the, they did their thing, you know, to, to bring us back into the fold of the different shows and things. So I'm pretty excited about it. And I, you know, when you said maybe they may push it back, I thought to myself, well, maybe they should do like they did during the pandemic and they just do the announcements and, you know, do it virtually just to keep from having to push it back, push it back. Cause we still got another Emmy, the 76th one that's going to come in 2024 and give people their accolades right now. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. So give them their accolades and give them their trophies and their awards. Now don't push it back because you can't have the big shindig or, or whatever do it now. So I hope they don't push it back, but maybe they change the way that they do it because we still want to see it. We still want those actors that have already put their time and their hard work in to get whatever, awards they're supposed to receive well very well said but before we send it over to you to talk about what's going on with the mother daughter ish podcast i do want to Woo! mention one last category because we mentioned the actors i want to be respectful for the actresses guest actress in a drama series hiam abbas for succession sherry jones for succession melanie linsky for the last of us storm reed for the last of us anna tor for the last of us and harriet walker water for Harriet Walter for Succession. So it's it's literally The Last of Us versus Succession on this Storm, one. Storm Reed for The Last of Us. Really? So I was going to say Melanie Linsky because Melanie Linsky probably will not get it for Best Actress in a yeah. Drama Series for Yellow Jackets. So I was saying here, but Storm Reed is also a good choice as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So before we head on out, I did make sure that you have some time to go ahead and give everybody the lowdown on what's going on with the Mother Daughter Ish podcast. So take it away, my friend. What's going on with the Mother Daughter Ish podcast? Well, as you know, Barbie just had a big, huge weekend. So we did our Barbie show. And I, I love that. That's a really good film. My daughters <laughs> absolutely loved it. 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, did a I did a preview on on the movie. I did a little history on Barbie. I talked about my Barbies, and you know that was my only friends when I was a kid. Was Barbie was my literally my only friends. Um, we did a show uh, recently, um, just today on Threads. So I wanted to give people the policies on Threads because a lot of people didn't understand that when they got their Threads account that if you delete Threads, you also delete your Instagram account. Um, of course, today I'm going to be shooting my show on Elon Musk changing that logo for Twitter. And so we're just having a great time. We're also preparing for our September 2nd Labor Day weekend event. We are doing a celebrating women event and it's all for uh, women in business. And we're gonna be celebrating the proclamation that we have that September 1st is Mother Daughter Day in Houston. And so we are getting ready for our event and we are very, very excited about that because we're only upwards from there. No, it sounds good. And you can catch that today at the Mother Daughter-ish podcast. Of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of great things when it comes to the Emmys, whenever they decide to go ahead and <laughs> announce the winners, could be September, could be November, could be January. I might be actually saving this conversation for a year. Who knows? It's quite possible because I think with the strike, it's going to go on a little longer, just simply because of the rumors of them saying that they're going to starve them out and all of these type of things. And you know, the, the, the truth of the matter that maybe we don't want to discuss is that AI is coming regardless. AI is taking those jobs regardless. So you can either do it slow or it's going to happen regardless, but either way it go, it's going to happen. And when they can see where they don't have to, you know, pay a human to do something and they can get everything done with all that CGI and all of the, the automation and those things, it's going to happen because they're going to look at their bottom line and do what's best for that movie house to be able to do something. So I think that this is just the uh, beginning of new beginnings for 2024. And um, I don't I don't see the strike ending soon, simply because we know it's all happening. We, we know what's happening. So I'm just praying for the um, actors and I'm praying for those writers that together they can really make some type of impact. I don't know if it'll be the impact that they want, I just, I don't see it ending soon because we already know what's going to happen. Like if it, if it ends today and they get to an agreement that somebody can like, AI is still coming. So why not just let it usher in and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that's sad for those families who are going to be having it tough during the holidays. Cause we are officially almost in holiday season, you know, just give it another 60 days and you're going to see Christmas trees everywhere. I was just in Hobby Lobby last week and they already had the Christmas trees up in July. So there you go. Absolutely. As you see, when you go to Costco and you already see the Halloween accessories already yes. out and yeah, yes. that's, that's so funny because yeah. And they already sell out because they go, yeah. they go far so far ahead of time. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty yeah. soon we'll just be seeing everything up and displayed all year round. You just go ahead and get it when you want to. Exactly. Which, which is how they do it anyway. In a lot of the different stores, I'm, even in Dollar Tree, they had 4th of July, they had uh, Labor Day, and then they had some fall stuff. And I went, I'm so confused. Like, can we just do one at a time like we used to? But um, new day, new time. We got to figure out how to uh, acclimate ourselves to it. Once again, it is Dawn Fobbs. You got to go ahead and check her out today at the Mother Daughter-ish podcast. Well, Dawn, it's been great having you back. Looking forward to when you can stop by again. 
I know our trains will finally meet again sometime. I know for us, it's always hard to do so with our yeah. schedules, but I'm looking forward to our great conversations on the world of television streaming very soon, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks so much to Martin, Monish, and Don for stopping by on today's program. Next week, we have even more great conversations as Josh Peterson has an interview with the Scottish hit band, There Will Be Fireworks, for the Pop Culture Cosmos show on Monday. And Friday's show, The PCC Multiverse, has us talking SummerSlam as John Orlando returns with a brand new State of Pro Wrestling. So for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PC see multiverse we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great